It's the Listen In Podcast with Jake and Sean. It is one of our favorite episodes of the year, Jake. We are breaking down our favorite songs of the year. I can't believe it's that time of the year already. It's December. It's list-making season. We're back at it again. This is our fourth year doing this now. That's the craziest part. How? Did, how? how? Yeah, What's I, my last name? I... It... <laughs> right. we're, we're as sharp and as funny as ever. Yeah, right. Four years in, has right. dulled yeah. our sense of humor. Yeah, right. Big swing there out of the gate. <laughs> but you know what? You got me laughing, Sean. And and uh, through four years of doing this, actually, it's really three years and a fourth month of December that we did it. Yeah, that's but it's our fourth end of the year that's songs. That's true. Episode. Our, our first year doing it was 2015. Did we, did we do a songs episode the first year? It might have just been albums, actually. It was, I think it, it was, was three parts in like three hours. Oh, it was way too long. Very, very long. Way that was too like long. Like the first episode. We're much better at it now, Jake, and we're still not very good. We, and like we, the level of success we've garnered <laughs> over the years <laughs> has plateaued. Hard. Has only has it, like not only has plateaued, it's just like less than it was at yeah, our peak, yeah. which was not that high. No, 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 no. And but we, we do it for the love of the game. You know what is high, Sean, is our feelings for these fifty songs that we've each picked. Now we ranked both of us in the range of a hundred songs. Yes. Um, yes. And in past years, we've done a combined list. This year, we've opted to try something new to capture the. The vibe of both of our lists better. We're, we're both going to go through each of ours. We're going to fi- fire through our 50 to 26 and then go in a little more depth from 25 on. Yeah, and, and a quick note I think about the year in general, Jake, is for me this was a very strong songs year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in years past you and I are more likely to gravitate towards the album. And, and we still did this year. We definitely still did. Yeah. But when looking back through my my best songs and best albums list, I felt slightly more affinity towards my songs list. I, I was proud of myself for the playlist that I had built of best songs. And looking through the songs that I ranked, I'm like, you know what? There, there were some good, good songs this year. That, I think, was the real strength of this year, was in the songs. Um, strong rap year, too. And I think that contributes because... There's a lot of rap albums that maybe have some filler involved, and I think we were able to extrapolate some rap songs and put yeah. them into this list and into our our best of playlist. So I just want to say, strong songs year for me. Um, maybe not the strongest albums year. Right, fair enough. And I think that your list does a really good job with 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 some of those the rap songs you mentioned. I wanted to quickly. Ask whether you had any thoughts about the the Spotify wrapped thing that came out today. This is an end of year podcast. That's yep. an end of the year event in music. How do you how did you feel about your your results and the the whole thing in general of Spotify wrapped? What I'll say is this, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always look forward to the end of the year Spotify wrapped or your year in music, whatever you want to call it. The last couple years, I've been a little let down by the level of detail and effort they've put in. Yep. I remember three, four years ago, they would do breakdowns of like when you would listen during the year. Like what seasons were your most popular. The days of the week. Days of the week. Time of the day. Like things like that. that that's what the people want. Yeah. This year, they had 10 categories. Some, some of them of weren't interesting. Did, one of them was like, you listen to... 
artists that were like they have Scorpio as their sign. Was yours Scorpio it too? It was Drake and Frank Ocean. So Me I was too. like, oh yeah, no shit. Like, yeah, mine was Scorpio as well. Yeah, so I was like, that's kind of a lame category. Give yeah, me, sort of weird. Give me literally anything else, please. Yeah, it's not that cool. So wasn't wasn't uh, loving that. It is always interesting to see how many minutes of music you've listened to in a year. I did listen to less this year than I As have did in the I. past few years. We listened is, to an equal amount less. Yeah, we did. Uh, relatively speaking, yes, we did. I know. Um, I know that you listened to more, but we've listened to the same amount less, less than exactly, last year. Yes, exactly. Um, my top five songs or top five most played songs was off from what Last FM showed me. Yeah, Last uh, FM so seems overall, more. So you know what? Like, yeah, it's interesting. It's a fun little thing to compare and contrast with your friends and talk about. I will say I'm a little disappointed and let down. Yeah, I'd say it gets the conversation started. I would say the things that I don't need in the little rundown they give you. I don't need the playlists. Some people might like that, but like I don't need it either. I make my own throughout the year. Yeah, and like not everyone does, but but there's also the one where it's like check out these other artists. You should, and I'm like ah, I probably won't listen to that playlist. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I'm less of a playlist guy than most. I would say. Yeah, and you know what? I uh, I think once the music year wraps up around early December, I always start to look forward to the next year. And I always go into the next year with, like, goals. And I think my goal next year... Smart goals. They've got to be smart goals, Sean. They do. They do. <laughs> oh, we're big into smart goals, Jake, at, uh, yeah. at my new job. Um, they are helpful, though, to have smart goals. <laughs> but... Yeah, right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> sure, sure. Good cover-up, Sean. Uh, I will say, I think next year I'm going to try and do more just, like, playlist listening and one-off song listening because I do think I miss out on a chunk of songs that I would like that aren't in an album format and maybe the playlist is the easiest way to find that. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Okay. Yeah, and I think you have already done a better job of that than I have. Um, uh, well, I want to do even better, Jake. Yeah, so. I want to keep pounding you into the dirt <laughs> on, that, on that category. This isn't a competition, but if it were, I'd be winning. Uh, Jake, let's dive in. To <laughs> our, fair our... is fair. That's like you know what's funny though about any any of that type of thing. Yeah, is like no matter the discussion you have with someone about the Spotify end of your list, everyone I talk to listen to more overall hours of music than me. Even if it goes unsaid, the implication that happens there is like, hey, like you know, Jake. J- Jake fancies himself a music guy. He's on this fucking podcast. He only listened to this much. Yeah. Like, how'd that happen? Why, like, why am I not on the podcast? It's like, well, like, I bought some mics. <laughs> I have That's a, about all it takes. And I have a little initiative. <laughs> yep, yep. And, yep. like, I like talking about music. But it's like, <laughs> yep. I also think that it it breeds amongst music fans. For me, you know, for me, and obviously I am inclined to say this as someone who listens less than others, mm-hmm. this, this, comp, this competitive spirit that I don't always feel like is conducive to enjoyment of music. No, it's not. And I think 2018 was a year where we like put that behind us yeah. uh, the most we've done I wasn't concerned with how much I was listening to or how many tracks or, or whatever it might have been whatever the metric was Jake I was less concerned with it than ever and I actually ended up enjoying the music I listened to maybe more than in years past so I think it was a healthy yeah. uh, healthy initiative by us that's always my takeaway and what it always feels like too is like when I'm talking to my other music fan friends yeah. it's like I'm, I'm I'm walking like tail between my legs like hey it's like I like to beat the story I like to get there be like, hey like look I, this is what I did like only 30 hours like hey like we all know it's stupid to compete about this <laughs> it's like oh is it Jake would you be saying that if you if, if you, you were, were like leading I, the pack I would yeah. yeah I know you would I know you would 
Um, anyways, let's dive in, Jake, with our top 50 songs. So like you said, in years past, we've done a joint list. I think this year, our tastes didn't differ, but I think just our rankings differed the most that they ever have. In, in a way that would have made an aggregate list, I think, not strange. representative of anything. Exactly. But we do have some interesting takeaways for the end of the podcast that we should talk about, which yeah. is that we would have had a three-way tie for first. Three-way tie. Which is and really you interesting. you know what? I would have been happy with any of those songs being number one, so... Yeah. Uh, Building surprise here. Do you want to take it first or do you want me to? Yeah, let me run through my 50 to 40 real quick and then uh, you can do your 50 to 40 and we'll go on from there. So my number 50, I had sneaking under the gun here. Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, uh, Talking Straight. This was the lead single from their new album this year. Really good jam. A lot of good guitars in that song. Uh, My number 49, Jake, I had Lord Huron. Never ever missed out on seeing them live uh, due to inclement weather. Would have loved to see them play that song live, though. Uh, Number 48, I have Star Treatment. This was actually my favorite song from uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Kicks that album off in a really nice way. Uh, Number 47, I have MGMT with Little Dark Age. Good return for them this year. Yeah, And Little Little Dark Age, I think, was the the best song from that album. Uh, Number 46, I have Lil Yachty with 66. Very nice. Flex until I'm 66, Jake. Uh, Number 45, I have the 1975 with I Like America and America Likes Me. We have not had an opportunity to talk about uh, that new album yet on the podcast Apparently, this song is the 1975's take on American SoundCloud rap. And I I will say they do a good job with it. Very interesting. Uh, Number 44 is another new song, Earl Sweatshirt, The Mint. Again, we never had a chance to talk about that album, but another really, really good one. Uh, The 1975 are popping up again here at number 43 for me, Jake, with It's Not Living, parentheses, If It's Not With You. Uh, Lead singer Matt Healy. uh, Oh, no, Sean, Matty Healy. Matty Healy, sorry. He always goes by Matty bothers me. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't like saying it. This song is uh, a love song. No, this is an ode to heroin posing as a love song. That's actually what this song's about, is his, like, addiction and being like, I think about you all the time and basically am a heroin addict. Cute. Uh, Number 42, Empress Of with Love For Me. Really, really great song. Uh, And then number 41, Jake, I have St. John with I Heard You Got Too Lit Last Night. That's a big time Sean entrant from this year. Yes, it is. I've heard that at your apartment many times. That little that little keyboard, yeah, yeah, the organ riff. Are you going to forty? Or are you stopping there? Uh, oh, number forty. I have uh, more, more with heaven's only wishful. That you actually introduced me to that song. Really great track. Very nice. Broken clock is right twice a day. That is correct. Um, my number fifty. Jeff Rosenstock with TV stars. I think one of the catchiest and uh, hookiest, biggest songs on the album. That came out now almost a full year ago. I can't, I can't believe it. Crazy. Number forty nine. Brockhampton with Thug Life. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the most I think. Beautiful, tuneful songs on that album. The second track uh, from Iridescence. We smoke in those Castros. <laughs> number forty. Not, not the song you're referring to. <laughs> uh, number forty-eight. Free <laughs> from Kid Sea Ghosts. Nice, nice. Number forty-seven. Scorpio Rising from Soccer Mommy. Love it. Love Still that song. Still a cringe when I say the name of Soccer Mommy. Her, yeah. her, her. That her just moniker. missed my top fifty. I had that at fifty-seven. Okay. Very nice. Uh, the Mint by Earl Sweatshirt coming in at 45. I think it was your 44. 44th, wow. So it would have been our aggregate 44 and a half. <laughs> um, 44th, Mainland by Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. 
this is one of the singles from that album. I think it was altogether my favorite song on there. There were plenty of good songs on there that yeah. I've kind of gone under the radar for me. To be honest with you, that is going to rank higher than I think it will in terms of best albums of the year. That's an under-the-radar album this year. Number 43, Painkiller by Ice Age. Um, an album that has dropped off for me since it came out, and my initial impression of that album was pretty high. Um, this was the standout track from the beginning. It remains a standout track now. Number 42, Star Treatment by Arctic Monkeys. Hey, there you go. The kickoff track, I just wanted to be one of the strokes. Um, awesome lyrics. I love what our, what Alex Turner is doing on this. It sets up the perfect mood for what the album it, absolutely. Uh, is to come. Uh, number 41, Back to Earth by Parquet Courts. A slower, more sort of reverb-heavy uh, offering from... Um, Wide Awake. Now, that is an album that has been climbing up the the charts for me recently, Jake. Very I, happy I, to hear. I did not have enough time with it earlier in the year to have any song rank in the top 50, but uh, I did have Total Football a little bit lower down in the 70s or 80s. We'll be hearing more about Total Football very soon from me. Number 40, Hang Out at the Gallows, Father John Misty. The opening track, I believe, from yes. his new album. Uh, I think it is... Probably his one of the biggest swings on that album in terms of like how much he's mm-hmm. doing musically um, stuck with me all year. Where do you have for thirty nine? My number thirty nine, Jake. I have Playboy Cardi with Shooter. Uh, I got red Shooters. I got blue. Uh, number thirty eight. I have Alien Boy with Somewhere Without Me. One of the biggest jams of this year. I love this song. It's a great running song, Jake. It's an awesome song. It has a sweet little sort of dissonant guitar riff at the beginning. Yep. Very catchy. I think it missed my top 50, but I did rank it. It it sounds huge. Yeah. It sounds like a huge You song. introduced me to this one yeah. and th- this whole album by yep. extension. It is a, it's a cool album. Worth checking out. Number 37, I have Tomberlin with Any Other Way. There's a handful of really good songs from that album. This was the highlight for me, though. Number 36, my first Travis Scott entry, Jake, Stargazing. That is the opening track from Astroworld. Really, really sets the tone. Gives you a sense of Travis Scott's chopped and screwed kind of production style on on this album. Now, Sean, if I know you, you weren't big on this album, so that's the last we'll hear from (laughs) from Travis Scott on this list. Oh, you wish. You wish. I don't Uh, wish. Number 35, I have Kurt Vile with... Check Baby, that's my favorite from uh, his latest offering and is an eight-minute just absolute jam it is of a, a jam. song. Number 34, I have Leon Bridges with Bet Ain't Worth the Hand. Um, this was the opening track of his newest album, too. And while this one maybe didn't live up to his first record, I think Bet Ain't Worth the Hand is maybe one of his, his best songs ever. That's one for me to check out. Number 33, I have Hop Along with How Simple. Uh, number 32, I have Pine Grove with Rings, also the opening track of uh, of their album, both Skylight. The, both those songs ranked for me lower. Lower, 60s, sure. 70s yep. in that area. Uh, number 31, I have La 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 with Destroyer. Uh, and then number 30, Jake, I have Snail Mail with Pristine. Very nice. Uh, 39... Bodies by Carseed Headrest. Um, I think that was my highest ranking from this album. Um, number 38, Total Football by Parquet Courts. Mm. Such an awesome riff yeah. on this song. So much energy. And even though I am a New England Patriots fan, Sean, I, I do like the sheer icona, what's it called? iconoclast nature of yep. screaming fuck Tom Brady to yep. end the song. Because it's like that saying fuck Tom Brady at this point is a political statement. And this is it a is. politically charged album. 
I'm all for it. There's awesome lyrics on this album. Fuck Tom Brady, while something I don't think sports-wise, is something politically I agree with. Oh, me too. Do you know me what I mean? Th- oh, 100%. That, that might not make total sense. Tom Brady essentially is like, represents like Trumpism. The one, one, one. I'm sure there's people listening to this who are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, ask- And are like, please stop talking. It's kind of true. It is true. Ask Parquet Courts. Number 37, Your Dog by Soccer Mommy. My second entrant from her. Mm. Uh, 36, Tranquility Base, Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. The more and more I thought about this album, I felt that this track, obviously it's the title track, I felt it most encapsulated the concept of the album. I think it's very funny. Mock speaking. (laughs) That whole thing is hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, Super catchy song. Um, number 35, Venice Bitch by Lana Del Rey. Ah, yes. You'll be hearing from that from me soon. A nine-minute, uh, just trippy, very, very sort of catchy Lana Del Rey yes. style song. 34, Stay by Post Malone. This was the biggest highlight yes. for me. I also had Psycho ranked, I think, in the 80s yep. somewhere. Um, number 33, Casey Musgraves' Lonely Weekend, second track off of Golden Hour. Number 32, Me and My Dog. Boy Genius. Mm, uh, I think one of the bigger standouts, the fi- the best Phoebe Bridgers offering, I think. Yeah. Uh, on on, yep. on uh, the Boy Genius EP. Um, number 31, Persephone or Persephone yes. uh, by Sidney Gish. And number 30, Pretty Ugly by Tierra Whack. Very one of the nice. many one minute little snippets from that from that Whack World album. Little vignettes. Yes. Uh, number 29 for me, Jake. Lana Del Rey, Venice Bitch. Great, great production here by Jack Antonoff. Uh, this album is coming, I believe, either the end of January or February of 2019. I'm excited to hear what else is on this because this song, Venice Bitch, and then Mariner's Apartment Complex are both great offerings. Really good, yeah. I'm, I think this might be Lana's like classic That'd be coming cool. up. I, I hope it is. Do you want to go all the way down just to 20? Or yeah, stop, yeah, at, stop yeah, at 21 and then yes. we'll go back and forth Let, let's for 20, do that. 20 Let's do that. Number 28, I have Rosalia with Pienso en tu mira. Uh, this was my one international uh, foreign language song and it is better than most top 40 American pop songs. Very, very good. It year. was probably around the 100 or 90 mark. For great, me. great song. Uh, number 27, I have Kendrick Lamar featuring SZA with All the Stars. That was from that Black Panther soundtrack, which oh, I, I, I think is... That. Like criminally underrated. It's really, really good. It, it it falls in people's rankings, I think, because it's a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a tough look for but like, an album. Honestly, that was Kendrick being like, I'm gonna get the who's who of rap and hip hop and get them together for this album that is even really a soundtrack. It's like inspired by Black yeah. Panther. Basically he says like I am Tochala, like once or twice, and it's like that is what Makes it like a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great song, though. All the stars. Uh, number 26, I have Pusha T with If You Know You Know. Jake. You'll be hearing more from both of those songs from me. Uh, getting into the top 25 now, I have Aesop Rocky. Sorry, Jake, I, I didn't spell this correctly. A dollar sign AP Rocky, Aesop Rocky with Purity. This is the closing track of his album that came out this year. It's essentially a Frank Ocean song. Uh, so that's why it ranks as high as it does. Uh, number 24, I have Skylight by Pine Grove, the titular track from their uh, maybe problematic, maybe not. Jury's still out. 
second album. Yeah, if you're out on Pine Grove, this might be a tough listen for you. This week and next week. Yikes, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 23, I have Empress Of, the second ranking of, of an Empress Of song with I'm With Him. Uh, number 22, I have Boy Genius with Souvenir, a Julian Baker driven track, but with some amazing harmonies uh, throughout. And then number 21, Jake, I have Drake with God's Plan. As popular as this song was and maybe as overplayed as it was, I think it's undeniably catchy mm-hmm. and re-listenable. I would agree. Uh, number 29, Wunderbar with Big Funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Great album. Really, really good album. Uh, sort of a surprise one. I think you told me about this one earlier in the year. Um, I, I think there were there were some tracks on this one that never totally stuck with me, but I, as an album on the whole, I like always... Like Money? Money Doesn't Talk? It Screams? Jake? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the track names, A Man too. Loses a Hat? Yeah. Is that the, that's near it's the like end the of the last album, track. Right? It's yeah. kind of funny, but... It is kind of funny. Um, number 28, Tiro Whack with Fuck Off. Um, Great song. Yeah. Uh, one of the, f- I think one of the funnier ones, and like it's one that is a total earworm. Mm-hmm. And when she sings in the wet, like the southern accent, well, honey, I've been so sick, so sad, I ain't <laughs> yep. ever here happy. It makes me mad. Like that part <laughs> so is great. hilarious to me and very catchy. Twenty seven is where I put Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Uh, love it. Which uh, that's the last we'll hear of that song on this. <laughs> you wish in this episode. Who, <laughs> I, I like that it's it's one of my favorite songs of the year, and and I'm getting you wish <laughs> a couple times. Um, number 26, Grand Paradise, Foxing. Oh, what an opener. Yeah, and what an album, man. Like, what an opener. We'll be hearing more about this album Shot next collared week. at the gates of heaven. Yeah, a lot of, uh, just, just a really epic opener yep. to what was a, a pretty epic and very ambitious album. Mm-hmm. 25th, Rolling With The Flow by Kurt Vile. Uh, that was... Ended up being, I, th- well, I might have ranked one more higher. I can't actually remember now that I'm looking at it. But uh, Rolling With The Flow was one of my favorites from uh, the the new Kurt Vile album. Bottle it in. I think one of the sort of like, it was sort of written like a classic old pop song. It reminded yeah. me of a pop song from like the early 60s. For sure. Uh, number 24, the opening track from Golden Hour by Casey Musgrave, Slow Burn. Number 23, Blue Rose by Eamon Dunes, another opener. Um, yeah, uh, love that song. I'd be interested to get a breakdown of how many openers we had yeah. as our favorite songs because there's a lot. There, there are a lot, and I, I've always felt like I especially am a big opener guy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I don't know what it is, um, but I, I yeah, Blue Rose is such a cool song. Mm-hmm. Very like a, a nice vibe to open up that album, um, and, and it builds nicely too. I, I yeah, oh for sure. Twenty two, feel the love. Another opener. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be hearing like, about that in a second. Yep, kids, he goes. Uh, Twenty one, nobody. Uh, Mitski, such a great track. If you haven't checked it out, um, check out the video of her doing this acapella, mm. which she did. I think I can't remember what it was on, but if you just search Mitski nobody acapella, you'll definitely find it. It was based on the fact that she did a lyric genius video about this that I watched months ago where she breaks down the lyrics to the song. And in it, she sang a lot of the song, which I don't oh, think many artists do. That's cool. But she would just sing. She'd be like, my God, I'm so lonely. She like was singing what the lyrics. What a talent. She's very interesting. Um, and so as a result, when she went and appeared on this, I think it was a radio program. might have been BBC. She was. She got a lot of requests to do nobody acapella, and she like fucking kills it. Oh, I bet. Um, uh, number twenty, espionage by Preoccupations. One that 
I haven't listened to that much in a while, but was a big, big song for me early in the year on an album that didn't totally live no, up to the expectations no. that this song promised. There's some moments. But a great track, um, nonetheless. But this was my favorite by far on that and was, for a long time this year, my most listened to track. Oh, wow. It died before eventually falling wow. off. Wow, okay. All right, let's dive in with a little more detail here, Jake. We oh, don't I went to, spend, to 20. That's okay. We don't have to spend a ton of time, but we can, we can talk a little bit more about each of these. So my number 20 was actually Feel the Love by Kitsy ah. Ghost. This song is my favorite from the Kitsy Ghost album. Yeah, me too. The Pusha T intro. So just whatever problems we might have with Kanye this year. Yep. That guy can still orchestrate and produce great albums and great pieces of music. And I think one of his true talents is being able to bring in talented collaborators and this song is such a perfect example of him being like you know what we got Pusha in the Wyoming studio working on Daytona stuff let's let's get him to do the opening verse for for this kid see ghost album and then you have that energized like screaming that just really gets that song going which is going step for step with the like snare drum thing yeah, that's going on. yeah. it's very explosive and and what what else is explosive on that track is um cuddy's vocal performance that i can still feel the love that feel the love. echoes yeah. and reverberates oh. through the song it's huge sounding yep um, and, and really epic. And uh, yeah, that remained one of my favorites. It was my favorite off that album for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go to 19 or do you want me to go to 19? Yeah, now? go ahead and do your 19. Okay, my 19 is uh, 4 out of 5 by Arctic Monkeys. I think yes. this was the ultimately the standout track from that album. Yeah. Uh, it's... I. Talk about the humor that Tranquility Base Hotel Built Casino... Built a taqueria on the roof. Yeah. For, you know what I love? They're about, all getting about, gentrified. About, about this song that is always so funny to me. is This, this song's basically about like the moon is now colonized. Yeah. And it's incredibly gentrified. And there's a taqueria that got built on the moon. And it got rave reviews. Four stars out of five. It didn't even get five stars out of five. It got four stars out of five. And Sean, that's unheard of. <laughs> but it's unheard of. Yes. And and yeah, the, the whole idea of this album is so funny. And it Alex is. Turner, I mean, so I think this was a slightly polarizing album. Yeah, I think it was more, course, yeah. more positively received than not. But I think it is worth noting that this is not something that a band could pull off on their first album. Fuck like no. if you tried this as your first album, it would just not get any attention. You're so Foxygen. Right, or like whatever. And um, yeah, I think this song is maybe the biggest in cap. It's it's the best song, has an awesome riff. It's probably the most purely catchy and poppy. Yeah, like if you're trying to show maybe like a an old Arctic Monkeys fan this new album, I think that's probably the first song to yeah. show them. And it's mostly like, yeah, you hear the riff? Hear yeah, the yeah. And like you're hoping that sells them and the weirdness doesn't chase them away. Yeah, totally. Uh, my number 19, Against All Logic, with This Old House Is All I Have. Mm -hmm. This song, Jake, has so many different elements to it. So many different interesting samples. Such a groove it's throughout a, yeah. the entire thing. Between the horns that are crashing in the background. Horns don't crash, by the way. Right. But they do in this song. Yeah, they're very staticky and very... I, I just remember the first few times I heard this song where I was like, ooh... 
like is something wrong with my headphones or speaker because yeah. it it sounds like the horns are like blowing out the speaker but that's the point of yeah. this whole song and one of it it's a feature not a bug jake it, exactly i have more thoughts on this song because yep. it, it will yeah, feature heavily up. later in my list definitely uh number 18 please don't die by father john misty oh love it uh i felt like this was the most touching I mean, there were there were a lot of touching moments yeah, on this yeah. album, actually, from an earnest album from Josh Tillman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the whole notion of I think this is sung from the perspective of Emma, his wife. Yes, singing to him, basically saying, "Look, man, like fucking figure it out because yeah. like I've invested a lot in you, yep. and if you can't like get your shit together, and like you s- keep going on these benders, benders with reptilian, reptilian strangers, strangers. Yeah. like if you keep doing this." You're going to die, and then I'll be left without you, and, like, as crazy as you are, I love you. Yep. So please, like, please don't die. And I, I that really stuck with me, man. That's, like, me, it's yeah, an important message. And, and, I, and I do just think the line, please don't die wherever you are tonight, Beautiful. Is, is, like, that applies even if, you know, you're not in a relationship with Josh Tillman, you know? Yeah, man, because it's, like, I think even if you take it away from the perspective of, don't die because you're doing shit that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, it could even be just like, I really, really need you. Like, please yes. don't let the universe kill you yes, right now. exactly. Because I can't possibly stand exactly. that. I think exactly. we can all relate to that yes, sentiment. Yes, 100%. Uh, my number 18 is Sydney Gish with Sin Triangle. This was one of the first songs I put on my Best of 2018 playlist. And it has maintained a high level of enjoyment throughout the chorus of Two-Faced Bitches Never Lie, So Therefore I Never Lie. Great. It's so great because it is like you get trapped in like a logic loop. You're like, wait a minute. So if Two-Faced Bitches Never Lie, Therefore I Never Lie. It's like, You're a Two-Faced Bitch. Sydney. That's yeah. what, and that's how she's starting the Clever. album off. Clever, Sydney. Clever so that's my girl. number 18. 17 for me, Butterflies, Casey Musgraves. Um, one of many entrants on... This list for Casey, uh, Butterflies is, I think it's the hit off the album. It's the one that um, I think has the most listens on Spotify, probably. And uh, th- I think there's so much about what I love about Golden Hour is encapsulated by Butterflies. It has an insanely catchy melody all the way through. Mm-hmm. The chorus is great. It has these little moments of sounds that verge on psychedelic or verge on experimental that you don't hear in country um that little like kind of like kind of like almost asian sounding inspired tone that's on there hooked me from the very beginning this and this was one of my favorites on what was a very important album to me. oh yes and i'm sure we'll be talking about that more in the weeks to come uh, my number 17, I had the 1975 with Love It If We Made It. This is such a 2018 song. Yep. They're name dropping like Lil Peep and Kanye in this. They're talking about very current events that happened. It's kind of alluding to the fucked up nature of the world that we live in now. Um, what a what a single to lead this album with when the first lyric is we're fucking in a car shooting heroin. It's like, yeah. whoa, dude, okay. Saying controversial things for the hell of it. But it's incredibly catchy. Um, my favorite track, I think, from that that album. It's my favorite as well. And it's the it's the only one that I ultimately ranked in my top one hundred. Yep. I mean, honestly, dude, like if you if we did this next week, Might I, be probably would, I would probably have a few. <clears throat> yep. Um, number sixteen. 
Nine out of ten, uh, Jeff Rosenstock, mm. which I think really should be called nine times out of ten because that's how yeah, the, the chorus goes. Yep. Um, this I just think this one's great because it captures so much about the disillusionment that I think so many of us in our generation are feeling. Yeah, that We're, whole album I think does a, a great job of that, and that hit me when I re-listened a couple yeah. weeks ago. I was like, whoa! Like once again, Jeff Rosenstock is like summing up the state of things better than anybody else. Well, and it's not in this song, but like the the mantra on USA, we're tired, we're bored. Yep. That's what this song feels like to me. Nine times out of ten, I'll be stoned on the subway, reading backlit directives of what I should do. Yep. Like dodging eye contact with anyone looking my way. Nine times out of ten, I'll be thinking of you. Like yep. a, a beautiful chorus um, with lyrics that are very poignant to me yeah. because like, I mean, not all of that is true of me, but like certainly avoiding eye contact with people and like just feeling kind of burnt out Thinking all the time. About like me, nine times out of ten, yeah. Right, we, right, right. That's why I included it so high. And also, like, just the idea of like, yeah, I'm burnt out and stressed, and I don't yep. even really know why because I barely Cause care I should, about. I shouldn't be. I barely care about anything anymore. Yep. Um, you know what we're like, Sean, is like the expatriates after World War One, Dude, we Do- are... Documented by Hemingway. We are Hemingway hanging out in Spain in uh, The Sun Also Rises. Is it any coincidence or is it that, that we're about 100 years from then? Probably it is. Uh, no, because time is like arbitrary, Jake. So. A construct. Yes, it is. Uh, my number 16 song, Jake, is one that is actually very near and dear to me. It's one I I feel like not many people have heard or heard of, for that matter. Lay it on me. It is Spirit Night with a song called Running Shoes. This is the guitarist from The World's a Beautiful Place, I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. A uh, lot of these lyrics just resonated with me, given the, uh, the mental health state that I think I was in for a lot of the year, um, where, you know, th- there's... There's a lyric about, like, I'm still making to-do lists, leaving mm-hmm. them unchecked. Uh, and then there's a lyric about, I'm putting on my running shoes to leave my bed. And uh, I feel that. Because it's like, yeah. I spent a lot of time laying down this year. Yeah. And uh, that was a good kind of motivating song for me. It's like upbeat. It's yeah. it's kind of like, get your shit together kind of song. That is an album, I know you listen to it much more than I did, but I do want to... That's not what people should listen to. It's really it's good. good. It is really good. It's really good. And I, I, I listened again last week for the first time in a long time, and I I, I forgot how good it was. There's a lot of good stuff. From when I listened there. initially. Yeah. Uh, number 15 for me, Heaven's Only Wishful by More More. Mm. Um, this is one that Sean mentioned earlier. I think it was in your 20s somewhere. Um, this song for me was an early discovery from, I think I just happened to see it mentioned on Pitchfork or something. Yeah. Gave it a listen. I liked the very dark vibe and production of it. Uh, the very tuneful uh, way that More More presented the melodies and the hooks on this song. Um, and I, as I recall, that when, when this song came out, it was shrouded in mystery because all that there was was just... That one track, right? One track, the, his name, and the album cover, of, or the single yep. cover. And I was like, I don't know what this guy looks like. I don't know what he's all about. Um, the EP he put out, Heaven's Only Wishful EP, I actually really like too. And it will be ranking somewhere on my list. Okay, cool. Very good, very good. Uh, my number 15, Jake, I have Mitski with Nobody. We just mentioned that one. I think this is the best track off of uh, Be the Cowboy. Um, next for me, I have at 14, Sin Triangle by Sidney Gish, which we yes. talked about extensively just a minute ago. Yes. Uh, the opening track, the 
quirky, very clean guitar tones of Sidney Gish. Yes. Uh, hook hook listeners here, I think, and like, like you said, funny lyrics. It's everything sort of self-deprecating and awkward that is great yep. about this album. Uh, my number 14 is Near My God by Foxing. Mm. Um, this was one of my favorites from a great, great album. I think this is maybe one of the most anthemic and uh, pop-oriented It's songs. the most listened to from this album. Yeah, yeah. On Spotify. And, and um, I, I really think the lines about... Uh, um, Ashing cigarettes on gravestones, pinning photographs on cork boards, unfollowing my dead friends, someone's gotta love me, is is uh, very poignant. Great, great uh, build to that song. So that's my number 14. It's some hard-hitting shit. And if there's yeah. any theme that has emerged so far uh, from the reading of our list and our interpretations of songs is that 2018's been a very good year to us, Sean. <laughs> yeah. We've loved one. it and we have not... Good one. So has everybody. Everybody's loved it. We've not become any more jaded whatsoever. Nope. Number 13 for me, uh, a actually surprisingly unjaded song here, Blue Ribbon by Remo Drive. Yes. Uh, just the, I think, the epitome of like fun, poppy, punk, yep. distorted guitars. We saw these guys. or we, I did not. You did. I did. I think big friend of the pod, Josh, was there with me. Yep. We went and saw Remo Drive in April at the 3S Art Space, uh, and they were sick. This uh, guy, um, I think his name is Eric Carson? Carlson? Sure. Probably fucking it up. Um, <laughs> Paulson, I think. Okay. He shreds. He's a very, very good guitar player. Very impressive. Uh, this song is, it was my favorite off the Pop Songs EP that came out this year, which is very worth listening to. Yeah. Uh, my number 13, Jake, I have Travis Scott with Carousel. This is featuring Frank Ocean and is mm. essentially a Frank Ocean song. He offers the hook on this with the brand new, brand new, it's the place I got to. So good, man. Like, honestly, Frank, I think, is just sitting on a pile of these earworm hooks where yeah. he's just like, I don't need a beat. I don't need anything. I I'm just going to like... Dude, nice. I have such an ear for melody. I'll fit in anywhere and I'll steal the fucking show. Because he has his fingers all over this year, even though he didn't put out an album. Yeah, very good point. And like also Frank literally doesn't need a beat because Blonde is like devoid of drums. <laughs> I know. There's like two songs with drums. I know. Or any percussion <laughs> yeah, at all. It's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. him wading through this space and, and ambience. And I will say, if there is an heir apparent to Kanye West in terms of who is the best collaborator or person who's able to build a roster of features on an album, it's Travis Scott. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I love him so much. He did a big time with this album this year. Um 12 for me, Angelina by Pine Grove. Uh, a quick a note on this album, Skylight. Mm -hmm. uh, we excluded Intrepid. Um, I originally had it in my top 10, but after we talked about it, um, th that song w was out last year, and we ranked it both, I think, pretty high we did. last it year. It was like our, it was, I think it was like in our top five songs of last year. I, for both of us. On aggregate. And it, right. And it, <laughs> and it, it is, it is still a very important song to me. Still would have been one of my favorites of the year. Ultimately excluded it. But Angelina, um, is a re recording of a song that they put out on everything so far. They redid it with drums and some more sort of like, really big swings yeah. in t in in speed. Yep. Um, Less lo-fi, more produced and big, which which is to its credit it works equally well both ways. Yeah, such a short little concise 
catchy yeah. song with with uh, with interesting, really interesting songwriting techniques because the way the drums come in and the way it's all timed is very strange, but it works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number twelve, Jake. I have Foxing with Lambert. Uh, the this is very timely, Sean, because that's my eleven. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, we can talk about this song jointly here. This sounds like if you took U2 and filtered it through a 21st century emo band. Right. I thought you were just going to say flat out a 21st century lens. Yeah. yeah. Which is really funny to me because like they're still making <laughs> they're still music. Making music. Um, but yeah, Foxing really, really went for it with this song. I feel like it's the closing track of Nearer My God. The way this song builds. I, I, I think the first 10 or 15 songs I heard it, uh, 10 or 15 times I heard it. I think I got goosebumps every time when that like shredding guitar comes in. For me, it's that, and it's also the the vocals at the oh, end yeah. are incredible. It's this like layered vocal thing they're doing, and one of them is this really like I've, I don't think I've really ever heard someone sing like it. It's yeah. this pinched throaty kind yep. of vocal delivery. It's amazing. That's at the same time very raspy. Yep. It's incredible, but, and it's, but it's soaring at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it's yeah. like you you like almost can't describe it yep. unless you try to imitate it, which I will not do. Oh God! Um, it this is a an incredible song, and I think a, a really huge like end to this album. Yep. And I, I it was always I I think coming in with Grand Paradise and and ending with Lambert is wow. like. And the rest of this album is insanely good, yep. also. But what a way to bookend this, this record! Unbelievable. So that was your number 11? Yes, you could do okay. your number 11. My number 11, Jake, is Boy Genius, Me and My Dog, the Phoebe Bridgers offering. Very nice. Or, or the basically what I like to think of as like the solo Phoebe Bridgers song. Yep, yep. The, just the lyrics on here kill me. I, I, I do think there's another one from this album that's a little bit better, like objectively and technically, but the lyrics on this are really what get me. She like basically describes a panic attack and being like, I couldn't breathe. Like I went outside. I thought it'd be better. It like doesn't make a difference. Basically, I like I, I feel that. I feel that. So me and my dog, uh, my number eleven track. Number ten for me, all the stars, Kendrick Lamar yes. and SZA. Um, yes. I had this ranked lower, and then the more I thought about it, this song fucks, man. It's such a good song. It's it's so that all the stars hook that SZA does oh, is so God. big undeniable and and it really is like anthemic it and is Kendrick coming out on the verse man he just like he always kills it and I think he really does on this song um it it just has been one of my favorites since it came out mm-hmm. absolutely um my number 10 Jake is when you die by la 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 uh this is an album that has steadily but surely crept up yeah. in my in my rankings for this year. This is actually my favorite song from it. The the chorus of keep my friends safe, keep my friends close, keep my friends safe now and always is just like yeah. I'm just like yeah, like cuz I think maybe the best part of this year was I think our friend group became or is as close as ever. And yeah. this was a song where I was just like, "Yep, I feel that." Absolutely. Yeah. That's really yeah, that's interesting. That's an album that I got to do some more work with. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, if you know, you know by Pusha T for me. Uh, kick off, kicks off um, Daytona. Huge beat that drops in on this song with a really shrill, high pitched note, and 
like just so many funny one-liners from Pusha T on this. Unbelievable. And um, it, I think just like for me, I knew I liked all of Daytona as yep. soon as I heard the beginning of this song. Pulling up in that new toy. The wrist on that boy, rock style like Pink Floyd. Like, dude, I'm waving at you, boy. <laughs> dude, so funny. Love it, love it. Uh, my number nine, I have Sharon Van Etten with Comeback Kid. This wow, yeah. is uh, the single from what her 2019 album will be. I, I'm not sure when that's coming out, but this is the lead single from it. Um, she took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, I think she had a kid. Um, and I do believe that this is just her kind of being like, hey, I'm, I'm coming back here. And this resonated with me because this song came out as I was kind of coming back into the working world myself. And uh, a lot of the lyrics really resonated with me on top of the fact that it's just an amazing, amazing song. Um, there, there's that job, or there's that uh, lyric in particular that, that goes, got a job now that my brother found, uh, working nights, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, yeah, like, that's close enough. I can relate. Like, you know. This is one of those songs, this happens to me, I think, for like four or five songs a year where I hadn't listened to it. At least I thought I hadn't. Because when I went to play it today, because I saw it was on your list, I was like, oh, I've heard this a million times. I've heard Sean play it a million. Like, I've heard yep. this a bunch. I, like, know this song. Mm -hmm. And so I, I went to rank it. It, it was, like, lower than 50, but I, mm -hmm. I really cool song. Um, I'm actually looking forward. This, she's going to put out a new album, right? She is, yeah, 2019. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my number eight, Hookers by Tierra Wack. Yes. This was, um, this Wack World album was really big for me, it's actually. Very good. Um, it, it, it really, something about it really resonated with me. I think it was how quirky it was. Does it help that it's 15 minutes? Yeah. It, well, like that is a big part of it. And also just like, it, it, that lended itself to how much I could re-listen, but it was, I really enjoyed the vibe of the album and how many purely earworm sort of yep. little ideas there were. I was yep. very interested in the aesthetic choices she made by doing 15 tracks, all exactly one minute. It's almost like an experiment. It's like, what can I fit into one minute here? And like, some of them, you can hear that the song just cuts off. Yep. Um, Hookers is the one that stuck with me the most. Um, that chorus of money won't make me stay. I got my own paper. Move because you're in my way. Why you got to ruin my day, my day. Mm, so good. Really, so really good. catchy. And um, just like sort of instantly, like, there's others that are more popular on this album, I think. Um, there's others that I also really, really like. This yep. was my favorite from the very beginning, and it has remained really important to me through the year. Very nice. My number eight is Car Seat Headrest with Sober to Death. Um, this song is a big-time first part of the year song for me. I think the combination of lyrics and melody on this song is awesome. You, you have everything from what is seemingly a cliched and maybe to on the nose lyric uh, of we were wrecks before we crashed into each other. Uh, also the, uh, the stretch of um, I want to hear you going psycho. If you're mm. going psycho, I want to hear every conversation. Every conversation just ends with you screaming, not even words, just ah, 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 ah. And it goes into like that whole, that whole part. Um, so yeah, th this is my favorite from Twin Fantasy. Um, th this whole album is so good, man. And like, I actually had kind of a hard time picking songs. This was another yeah. one that I ranked. Bodies is up there for me too. Bodies, but... Cute Thing is another one that, yeah. that, that stuck with me on my most recent re-listen. Um, okay, for me, 
number seven, and I believe it's your number seven, if it I'm is. not mistaken. It's Bite the Hand. Yes. By Boy Genius. The first track off of the Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker collaborative album. Uh, this is one of my most listened to EPs or albums straight up of the year. Mm-hmm. This opening track, I think, is just the one where, like, I think all these songs really work. This is the one where it all really came yeah. together. Um, Lucy sounds incredible on yep. this with the I can't hear you, like all that part yep. and like the tones on the guitars and uh, the way the I can't love you like you want me to mm-hmm. when they do the layered yes. vocal harmonies yep. on it where yep. they kind of one comes yes, in, then the queen. next, yes. then yep. the next. Every part of this song is so, sick. so good. Yeah, that's also my number seven. I, I don't even have anything to add. You, you absolutely nailed it. Uh, my number six, Jake. I have snail mail with full control. So I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how high this song ended up. This is by far my favorite from this album. When this first came out, though, Pristine was the song where yep. I was like, that's the one. I love mm-hmm. that song. And it took me a while to break in with this album, but Full Control was the song that really allowed me to do that. This girl's like 16, 17 years old, I think. I think she's 19. 19 now? Okay, sorry. Even still. She was, born in, she was born in 1999. This song is such a fully formed, just like, pop rock song. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, I whenever this pops up on my Best of 2018 playlist, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to listen to that. And it has sneakily become one of my most played of the year and therefore one of my most favorites. This is actually this was my favorite song on that album too. I was glad to see it ranked highly for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it ends is big for me. That little, the melody at the end of this song... Whatever it is that she, whatever like chord change she does or yep. whatever the fuck that is, I really love what she does at that moment. Uh, number six for me is Father John Misty with Disappointing Diamonds are the rarest yes. of them all. And yes. a love that lasts forever uh, is what? Uh, really can't be that special. Yeah, right. Not it's Sort of a slant rhyme from yeah, Josh yeah, Tillman. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, this is basically Josh Tillman does the White Album era yes. Beatles. Um Bouncy McCartney like bass lines on here, shrill, shrill guitars. Um, I, I love the sentiment of this song. Me too. Really interesting about the idea that like, look, love can last, but the idea that we're being sold that we all have the one and it's very special, and you are like fucking in a story tale, you're in a, in a fairy tale, and you're gonna have your castle with a white picket fence. Like, a lot of that stuff is, is built up in, in myth. And he's basically saying, like, if you are in a relationship that lasts, it's probably going to be boring as fuck. Or it's a, it's it's more it becomes more about comfort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I also think it's insanely catchy. I love the way his vocals cut through. Everything about this song, it, it's just, it's attack. It's yes. treble and attack. Yep. And just, like... It's bouncy, it's short, and it just, like, cuts right through like a knife. I, I love this song. Mm-hmm. My number five, Jake, I have Pusha T with Hard Piano. This is my favorite track from Daytona. I think it was from the jump. As much as I love If You Know You Know mm-hmm, and the games mm-hmm. you play and all the other ones on here, Hard Piano was the one that did it for me. And it's a combination of a few things. One, Pusha T brings it rapping. Obviously, he does it on every single track here. The beat or whatever, like that P- literal hard piano beat is the do 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 yeah is really nice do 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 is so awesome and then to top it all off Jake we have one of the f- just two features on this album Kanye has the other one and it's middling yeah. Rick Ross brings it 
on his on his verse here. It's great. I look forward to it every time. This is the one with uh, Santo Domingo. Yes, right? that's yes, the, yeah, that's the, where the, the kings hook. go, Jake. Down in Santo Domingo. <laughs> that's where the kings go. So that hook is the other reason why I I love this song. So I think hard piano takes every piece of Daytona that is great and puts it together into one. The production, the rapping, the hook, the feature, it's all there. The crown jewel of Daytona, in my opinion. You sold me that argument. That's a It's a damn good song. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, definitely a highlight of that album. Number five for me, we'll talk about this more because I know it's higher on your list even. Uh, Believe by yes. Amin Dunes. Oh my God, this fucking song. Incredible man. song. We'll talk about it more in just a few I seconds. Believe in. Uh, my number four, Jake. I have Foxing with Slapstick. This was the lead single from Near My God. It was the first one I heard. I loved it from the jump. I probably listened to this song 40 times before the album even came out. It had to be the number one offering from Near My God for yep. me. Maybe Lambert reaches higher highs. Maybe Near My God is more listenable. This song just puts it all together. It, it's a delayed hook on this one. I was I was listening to it, I think, yesterday or the day before, and you actually don't hit like that big payoff until the song's halfway over. Yeah, this song is... So it's my number three, and then we have a similar thing where my number four is your number three. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk about this one now as well. Uh, love the lyrics on this yep. song. Love the now hold open the door so I can fall yes. in. And the little like hook that comes in after that with the really echoey guitar. Um, I love... <laughs> Uh, at the end of the song when he's like really singing harder and he's doing the now I'm on the floor with a halo a headache from Bad Coke yep. that whole part always vacations yep. is so sick and uh, again like on an album full of payoffs emotional buildups and payoffs this song has all of that and it has some of the I think purely catchiest moments on yep. the album yep. you know how now hold now hold open the door so I can fall in lyric that like little hook gets stuck in my head all the time. Me too. One of my favorite just stretches of lyrics of the year. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, that up was... there with "I did half a Zan, thirteen hours till I land." Had me out like a light. Just Slept kidding. To the fight. <laughs> um, my number four, and by extension, your number three is, I recall. Yep. Darkness yes. by Pine Grove. Oh my god, the way this song crashes in. Mm. Um. Very relatable lyrics as well with Suddenly I Find I Got a Darkness on My Mind. It's like, yeah, man, every fucking day. Like, very relatable lyrics. Um, I will stump Jake for the version that Mm. we were first introduced to where the line goes, um, are you strong enough to be my man? Rather than the, the version that's on Spotify now, which is like... What is it? Something about and now like, there's a lilac blooming sometimes on the driest land. Yeah, yeah. Which is like fine. I think what it is, what I realized about that is that if you've heard the simpler, more straightforward lyric, that one by comparison feels like it's, you're trying to make some poetic stretch. I think if you never knew that initial lyric, that's it, still pretty cool. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I also really, really love uh, the lyric. Oh man, now I'm blanking on it. Uh, you talk about what you like about what this I was going to say is that I, I think that um, this has like a lot of my favorite things that Pine Grove does all in one song um, they do the 
their faster version of Pine Grove with like yeah. the, the initial hook that comes in, the suddenly I finally get darkness on my mind. Um, and then the whole, um, they do also, uh, the, some people spend their whole lives looking for someone yeah. who can understand fast. Yep. They do that with like the, the big sort of like aggressive poppier, uh, sort of approach. And then later in the song, what I think sells this as like a, a great song and one of my favorites of the year is that they slow it way down. Yes. It gets very emotional. You hear some of the sort of the steel uh, slide guitars yep. going and I, he, he sings it with so much like remorse and yes. just like, like when, loss. It when the, like. Uh, this is what I was going to say is the, I know it's been a long time coming. I'm angry and I know that's weak part. When yeah. that comes back around and it's slower, you really feel that. And what I like about this song too is it feels like they really went for it in a way that they don't always. Because I think Pine Grove is okay cutting a song off at like two minutes. Yeah. And they could have easily done that with this song. They could have just had the fast part. But they were like, no, we're going to fully flesh this one out. Yeah. And it pays off. And that's why it ranks so high for me. Because what's interesting is that they explore that set of lyrics in two totally separate yes. ways. Yep. yep. In ways where it almost feels like it's a different song. Yep. And obviously it's not. It's a part of the same whole. Um but to me, they, they have distinctly different vibes, which is, is no small feat, I think. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so would it be now my number two? Yeah, what is your number two? Because we talked about Foxing. Okay, so my number two, one that you referenced before, Sean, uh, and one that surprised even me when I actually ultimately ranked it, uh, which is This Old House Is All I Have by Against All Logic. Uh, this album actually... Um, Way bigger for me than I than I even realized. Both this song and album, like I went back and re-listened to it recently, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I love all these songs." And every time I've listened to this, I've really been way into it. Um, you mentioned a lot about this old house is all I have earlier mm -hmm. about the sort of the way the 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 um, the horns come sort of crashing yeah. in, yep. and they feel very they're aggressive. They're full of it's bass. Like they're too loud. Yeah, they're, they are. They come in really aggressive. Also, the way this song builds. Yeah. The climax of that building, like whatever it is, sort of chant vocal yep. with all the ambient uh, fuzz that's going on at the beginning. And then that just dissipates into this nice, like really smooth 70s style yes. funk groove. Oh my God. That's really danceable. And yep. you still hear like the like you, the, the yes. horns come cutting through. They, they like, like are like, jabbing you. Yeah. Almost like the transmission. Wow. Like, yeah. like the transmission from the beginning of the song faded. And now you're hearing this new radio station. Yeah. But every once in a while, the old yes. one cut exactly. comes crashing in. Exactly. Such an interesting effect. And, and then, then they get into the this that old sample house. That like. Yeah. 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 Oh, so good. So good. Um, yeah. So this one, I think what it was for me too is like. I would always, always, if I was at a party mm -hmm. or if I threw a party or whatever, if I had people over, I would throw this song on. It always got people's attention. Oh, yes. Because yep. people would be like, well, what is this? This is really like pretty cool. Yeah. Or like they'd think it was spooky or they'd right. like... There was a lot of discussion about yes, this song. Yes, always. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I just realized more and more as I was ranking these, this is way up there for yep. me. It's one of the most important of the year for me. Definitely. My number two, and it was one that you had mentioned. What was it? Your number... What's the song? Uh, Amon Dunes with Believe. It's my number five. Number five. Okay, it's my number two. This song is one of my most played of the year from 2018. Um, it's from a, a great, great album by Amon Dunes. This is the highlight for me, though. This is another one, Jake. It kind of reminds me of the Pine Grove song in that 
there's like different parts to it. Yeah. You have the first half and then it, it goes into something sort of different in the second half. And there's great lyrics throughout this. Like the, the like there's the first chorus in the first half that's like radios on and they're playing my song back in 1992. Mm. Things were simpler, baby, you hear everyone say, but don't make it true. Like that's such a great sentiment to be like, everyone always pines for the past, but it's like, was it really any better? Because like, you know, people were people and like, that's a great sentiment. And then um, I love like that interlude that brings you into the next part where he's like, I can feel it in the air tonight. Summer's almost done. They say you lived out on the wrong side. You said that's half the fun. Like, so fucking cool. Amon Dunes, with this album, strikes such an interesting balance between, like, classic rock, a little bit of, like, psychedelic. Yep. It's this very interesting blend that nothing else even came close to approaching yeah. this year. No one else was even near this territory. This is a corner all his own. Yeah. Um, the vibe on this song, I, I totally agree. Like, the different choruses and the way the verses and chorus go in and out of one another. Like, when he's doing the... Well, it seems to me, baby, you don't want to stay. That's okay if that's true. Like, the way he, like, <laughs> yeah, yep, sings yep. that shit is awesome. Uh, life goes on. This is just a song, but still do it for you. Like, yep. yeah, man. Like, And then he goes into that whole, do it for you. And he's, yeah. like, he really sells it. Oh, yeah. so good, um, man. He, this song is such a vibe. And uh, it ultimately was my favorite on this album. With, with an album that has a lot of really cool songs and cool moments. Yes. Um, so good. Like, th- just talking about it, and this is a great song, uh, sign for it being my number two song. Just talking about it, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this song right now. Oh, me too. Yeah. So fucking That's good. how I felt about, like, these, like, really all of yeah. them since, like, seven or yep. six. Yeah. Um, yeah, that song is, like, a, a classic already. Like, yep. I, I love that song. Um... Okay, number one. Number one. What do you got, Jake? Uh, my number one is Love is a Wild Thing by Casey, Casey Musgraves. Nice. Um, yeah, this, uh, I mean, I talked about it on and off throughout the year on the, mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, I actually remember saying the, the first podcast after I heard this album for the first five or six times that it was immediately, it was like my favorite album of the year. So many songs jumped out at me. When I went to rank these this list of songs, I realistically could have included almost every song on this album yeah. because of just yep. how much I've listened to it, how much they all mean to me. I, I guess, like, without coming across too, like, corny, I, I can't say enough about... Like, so we've talked a lot about, like, disillusionment and yep. feeling like stuff doesn't matter. Yep. The worst... The pits... The worst part of that sensation that, unfortunately, is a part of my life, like, every day mm-hmm. is the feeling that even the stuff you love doesn't matter and the yep. stuff that you love you may as well not care about because, like, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, like, the, the worst part of what I feel when I'm, like, in, at, in a low. Yep. This album, I never once felt that way about it. And it and yeah. this song is is my the best encapsulation of that for me. Um, this album always mattered to me in a way that, like, no album has in a long time mm-hmm. in, for reasons that I can't even fully explain. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I it, something about it just resonates with me so much. This song, So Love is a Wild Thing caps off what I see as like a perfect run to kick off yeah, the album. Yeah. The first seven tracks on this are like, I think track for track, amazing, pretty perfect. Some of the ones I already referenced, like Lonely Weekend, Slow Burn, Butterflies, are yep. on this first half of the album. What I think I have to amend this and say is that really this, what deserves a mention in this is Mother, which is a song that comes before this. Mm-hmm. Whenever I would listen to Love is a Wild Thing, I'd listen to Mother first. Yeah. Because it's this little one minute vignette 
um, with a like a crushing lyric of I'm um, I'm sitting there thinking about the time slipping and missing my mother, mm. and she's probably sitting there thinking about the time just slipping and missing her mother. Yeah, which kills me. Yeah, and then of course, it, and then yeah. it just fades away. It's this minute long song, and then the bright shimmery first chord of this song comes in. I think it's the song where Casey's voice comes in clearest. Yep. It's, I would agree. Yeah. It's not the most popular on this album. Right. Um, but the the core, I think it is lyrically maybe even a little, I don't know about underrated. I haven't talked to anyone who's like, the lyrics <laughs> of that song suck. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, running like a ri- river trying to find the ocean, flowers in the concrete. Like, yep. the, it, they're such, they're non-jaded lyrics. They feel like someone who has found some reason to yeah, care about shit. Yeah, I Like, know, look, yeah. this, this weasels its way through. Yep. Um, uh, yep. And I, I just think that everything melodically in this song kills me too. Yep. The chorus is incredible, and I, I think the verses are beautiful too. It, 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 like, really, like, when it came down to it, it wasn't even a choice for me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so that's, that's what it comes down to. That's awesome. Um, my number one, Jake... Is Travis Scott sicko mode? Hell yeah! Maybe the opposite of of your song Maybe in a way. It's probably opposite reasons. Yeah. So for me, sicko mode. And you know what's interesting? Since we've started ranking these, I feel like the songs and albums that we rank, they're popular and people know them, but they're not popular like sicko mode ended up being popular. And I surprised myself even a it's little a fair, bit. It's a good point. Kind of like God's plan too. Yes, exactly. I, I surprised myself a little bit by even having this as my number one. And I thought about it. I tossed it back and forth for the last couple weeks. I was like, well, you know, it's probably Believe. It's probably Slapstick. It's probably, you know, one of those Foxing songs. The more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Sicko Mode encapsulates 2018 in, in such a way. It is maybe trends more towards like the hedonistic fun side of the year for me yeah um and it's a song that i could relate to a lot of people with where if you're just a casual music fan or you listen to top 40 you know this song and you probably like it if you know who drake or travis scott is you know this song and you probably like it if you really dove into Astro World or rap this year you know this song and you like it and to me, there's there's three specific parts to the song. Mm-hmm. You have the little Drake like false start to, to kick yeah. it off that lasts like 20 seconds. Then you go into Travis's part that is just earworm after earworm mm. lyric. Yeah. And I find myself yelling it around my apartment all the time. Like, about to turn this function to Bonnaroo. <laughs> like, where we going? I said the moon. Like, all that kind of shit is just like, that was jokes and just fun moments throughout the entire year for me and was really this song was fun and levity in a year that needed it more than any other one and as maybe more genuine or or, or maybe more like serious quote-unquote serious as the rest of the songs in my top 10 are this was undeniably number one for the reasons that it was so much fun it was so over the top it just worked and it wraps up with wraps up with the Drake unreal boast about doing half a Xanax. So funny when dude. there's like SoundCloud rappers out there literally named Lil Xan right. who glorify like 
doing these drugs and stuff. And Drake's like, I did half a Xan like to get through this flight. And well, that's the like, thing. That's that's Drake too, because he's yes. just like he's like I'm like a grown ass man. Yep. I'm just like trying to get through this flight. And and then the the subplot of is Drake actually talking about an affair with Kim Kardashian? Mm. Is this a shot across the bow at Kanye? Then you have Travis coming back in at the end and being like. Baby Mama cover Forbes got these other bitches shook talking about Kylie Jenner and like just so many references to cultural events for good or bad yeah. in 2018 is this song. Um, so it, it really sums up the year in a big way for me. I, I will listen to this song every day. Probably next year too, because it's I, so much fun. This is an important song to me as well, and like for for different reasons than you. Like for me, I think it. <laughs> selfishly I always feel like it benefits me when you hook onto a rap song like this because it, it is so funny it dude do you and, and to your point about uh, this old house is all I have if you would you know if you had people over you'd pop that one on yeah sicko mode would always be one I had to put on and I vaguely remember rapping along so earnestly yeah. to the Drake parts when you were over my place once. And was, I, I think I had you in stitches when I was... It, it, was, it. it was me and, and my brother. It was, yes, it was yes. big friend of the pod, Matt, and we were both dying. Because yep. like, that moment helped solidify this yep. as one for me. Because like, this is one that I didn't seek out very much on my own. Right. I listened a couple times because I do genuinely like yep. it. And I think for all the reasons you said... Um, it's really funny too, and there's like those it little is. moments like the give me the loot, like give that, me the loot. Like, yeah, that shit's it really... was off the Remy, uh, and it's like all that little shit's like, dude, I don't even know what you're saying, Travis yeah. Scott, but like I said the mo, I I'm just gonna repeat what you're saying because you're saying it in a way that's so catchy and funny. She thought it was the ocean. It's, it's just, just the, the pole. pole, like dude, really, yeah, very funny. I remember I heard this in a, a thrift store, <laughs> and it yeah. came on, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, I, I like know this, and it's yeah. like mostly due to you, and like I think that that's no small. That's important. Yeah. Because I am less likely to seek shit like this out or yeah. take any amount of time yep. to sift through it for moments I like. And I, yeah. I, I will say, you, you always help me with that. That's the thing is, and I, I'm going to say about like Astroworld in particular, I love that album, but there's a fuck ton of filler on it. Like that's just, the, that's the bottom line. Like, I, will, I will say that, I, I mean, I listened the other day for the first time all the way through, and I actually really liked almost it's not all of as, it. It's not, I like every song, to be honest with you. It's not as bad as a lot of other rap albums are in terms right. of filler. It's not even an hour, which is... Yeah, but like, it's long. It's like 17 tracks or something. You do have to put in a little bit of effort with these, but if you can find the sicko modes of the world, like... Stargazing, it, it, Carousel. Stargazing, Carousel. The way this album starts off is can't miss, and I, it like, the sequencing of those first three tracks is genius because it really does hook you. Um, and this ended up being a massive, massive song this year. Like, this is a top 40 hit. I think it was number one for a while. It's still in constant rotation, I think, on a lot of radio stations and rap playlists. So, and to your point, culturally massive. Yes, exactly. For, like, many reasons. Yes. And, like, yes. subject to theories and all yes. kinds of all kinds of yes. interpretations. Yep. So, I, I think it's very, it's entirely it's very as, a, as, a, as a number one track. Very, very 2018. So, yeah. And, and also, very 2018 is how different our number ones were, despite actually a lot of our number 10, 10 through yeah, one being yeah. sort of similar. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think that kind of sums up the year, and we'll get more into that when we talk albums, because I think we'll see that same level of. Of, there's going to be some ones that were the same on, but there's also going to be a lot of, of difference. Some, there. some so, wider chasms yes, in terms yes. of disparity. Yep. But uh, overall, like I said, great songs year. Um, 
I think both of our lists are really great. We will both be putting these into a playlist that you can find on Spotify. Uh, so check those out if you feel inclined. Um, and listeners, we do still have a Twitter. It's at Listening Pod. That's right. If you have any interest in letting us know what some of your favorite songs of the year were, um, we might not see it because we'd have to sift through so many tweets. I'd have to log into Twitter. You have to get Twitter. Um, I am Show off to social media. It has done uh, me a lot of good. So if you guys, if anyone is like, hey, there's a lot of shitty news out there and it's really getting me down, just get off social media. Just get off it. Yeah. You're, you're not going to miss out on anything. Right. Conflicting messages here. The point is, <laughs> get off social media, but if you are too spineless to get off or if you feel like you have a healthy relationship with it, hop on, shoot us a tweet at ListenInPod. Let us know what some of your favorite uh, songs of the year were, yeah. and get us get at us with some album uh, top albums of the year too, because we're yes, doing that next. That week. will be coming next week. So thanks for listening to this one. We hope you join us again next week for our top albums of the year. We'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. All right, our mics are on. We have beers. Mics are on. Beers. And, and pizza. Let me just say, I'm living my best life with the beer and pizza combination. I'm running at peak efficiency, Jake. Yeah. You're at maximum. I am. My body's like, okay, we've reached homeostasis. Who, who's that Star Wars character who's like, blah, 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 is all right, maximum? Who's that oh, guy? Oh, oh, oh. Um, he's like some guy on a ship. Yeah, he. I think he's the pilot of Queen Amidala's like, cruiser. He's like, yeah. shields are at maximum. Deflector shields are at maximum. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, not for fucking long. No, dude, you're getting good at the like, force your way through the blockade. <laughs> the there comes blo- a blockade. The blockade as you're getting pounded by laser fire. <laughs> what a weird movie. Phantom Menace taught me about like trade disputes and that like the more powerful adversary can just blockade a peaceful nation. Like honestly, it didn't teach me that when I was a kid. I didn't understand. Well, no, it. maybe not as a kid, but as I got older, I realized that the Trade Federation, Jake, is maybe like a loose allegory for the United States and like trade tariffs and things like that. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, I think it is supposed to be like kind of a story of the revolution. This band of rebels, although. One of the rebels in this case is a fucking princess, so a queen, right. a queen. True, true. Like, who's like, who's a, like, but a peaceful queen who is, I think, like fourteen. Yeah, but is making eyes at like eight-year-old Anakin, but also like forty-year-old Qui Gon. And then I'm gonna move this lamp because it's rattling a lot. Um, that's a weird, real dark. Yeah, it's probably not a good. Move. I'll just not touch the desk as much. Um, I just won't lean on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then she's like, I'm going to hook up with him when he ages and I don't. In the yeah, next that's like, weird. I'll be, I'll be three years older, he'll be 15 years yeah, older. Yeah, I don't know how that math ended up working out, but it did. The only way I could see it is like she's a young, young queen. Like maybe she's 14, 15. She literally is. And he's nine. And then that is... Yes, that's exactly what happened. X number of years it was later. Ten year, Attack of the Clones is ten years later. So he's 19, she's 24. It makes sense. Adds up. The way they aged doesn't add up. Well, different I know, actor. I know they're actors. Yeah. I understand. How many times, Jake, do you think we've talked about the silliness of the Star Wars prequels, specifically in the pre-show?
Uh, this is our 138th or yep. 9th episode. Yep. 14 times. Probably. 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 Um, I was also going to say, I worked the other day with some people. I was trying to recall all of the different um, sports songs for different channels. Like for CBS, for Fox. That's such a Jake thing to do. I know. Such a Jake thing. For Sunday Night Football. Yep. Um, For some reason, the one I couldn't place for life of me was CBS. But I remembered it ultimately. It's It's, it's, like... Bum, ba, ba, bum, 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 like yeah. kind of like that. CBS. Well, I think NBC is actually my favorite presentation now. Growing up, it was always CBS. But what I've come to realize about CBS is it's actually like like the most conservative of all. It's a the little, major networks. It's a little low rent. I think it's. It's my favorite just because it's what I'm like most comfortable yeah. with. It just reminds me of the Patriots are on at one. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching them on CBS. Mm-hmm. Fox is pretty iconic. The oh, yeah. And the piano version when it gets sad. For injury. Yep. With injuries. Yeah, mm-hmm. injury mm-hmm. timeouts. Um, yeah. Well, that's really all I had, mm-hmm. Sean. That's really all I had. I think we're just both excited about the songs. Yeah, and, and the pizza and beer, that part too. But the pizza was good. Big shout to Anula's of Manchester. Yep, yep, for um, hooking us up. They little free advertising there. Maybe throw us a couple pies next time. The make odds it worth that while. the odds that anyone from Anula's or anyone who's ever been to Anula's hears that. Jake, let me let me correct you. The odds that anyone hears that hears that at all slim to none. Yeah. Let's dive in. How, you, about, how about it? What are you going to do? How about it, pal? What are you going to do? Nah, it's how like, about it, bud? I was thinking the other day, man. Like, I don't think any of the people who like, any of those online folks. Dude, I, I'm not surprised because we don't even listen to the podcast that we like anymore. Right. And we were probably like fifth, sixth on their list, if that. Yeah. Yeah. So like. the, 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 the It's dude, gotten flooded. Fuck it. Yeah. Podcast, hey, it's a saturated market. It is, you know what? And we were like early adopters. We, we weren't. <laughs> we like most assuredly weren't early adopters. We were like oh, yeah, middle of the road right. adopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adopters yes. all the same though, Sean. And, we and, have and, adopted. And you know what we have to show for it is like 100 plays a week. Hey, from not bad. By hook not or by crook. Like, too bad. Like by whatever means that requires. Well, let's dive in, Jake. Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Here we go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. 